You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going this week? Things are great. How about yourself? Things are good here. We're getting pounded with this winter storm. I know it's, yeah. uh, even though we are far away, it's it's the same story for you. And actually the same story for our guest. We've got a guest. That's the big news. Uh, we're going to have uh, both shows this week. We're going to have Curtis Patrick with us. Curtis is one of our old friends from our Blueprint days, probably the, the, the person we've had on most. So we're glad to welcome him back. Curtis, how are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's an honor to be on the Locked On uh, podcast, and it's great to see you guys. Man, I, I kind of went into a cave and, and some hiding the latter uh, half of 2020 there for, for a number of reasons, and it's just been great to get back on the mic uh, on my own show. And then you guys are my, are my first guest appearance of the year, so that feels great too. Nice. We are glad to have you back for sure. If you uh, if you don't know Curtis, you might have been in a cave as well. Curtis, you can find him at CPatrickNFL on Twitter. Curtis is the co-owner at Rotoviz, also host of the Dynasty Command Center podcast, uh, which, as he mentioned, just got um, just got going again. Released the first episode uh, earlier this week or, or over the weekend, I believe. So definitely check that out. Curtis, we're going to talk a lot of rookie stuff over the next two days because you guys at Rotoviz have recently released your rookie draft guide, uh, which is always one of my favorite reads, packed with info. Uh, before we get to that, though, I saw this earlier on Twitter. I've got to ask you about it. You made a big trade. You're kicking off Dynasty season <laughs> in the right way. You traded Alvin Kamara and Robert Woods. You get back Antonio Gibson. My guy, Amari Cooper, also Tony Pollard, and a late second rounder. Tell us about the the thought process behind that big trade. Well, mostly I just wanted to manufacture some content for this spot. Um, and this was the deal that I was able to get done. But in in, in terms of uh, why I like the deal, um, I'm very over-invested in Alvin Kamara uh, across my dynasty portfolio. Because of that, I won four titles last year, which feels great. Um, I also was very heavy on him in redraft. But there's a wide range of outcomes in 2021 uh, with Drew Brees going away. Will the Saints make the smart move and, and veer away from Taysom Hill, maybe for Jameis Winston or a rookie or a free agent? Or will they deploy Taysom Hill and will Alvin Kamara basically become a runner only, uh, which is what we saw happen uh, in that version of the Saints offense this year? So, uh, you know, he, he had an all-timer level fantasy season, won a lot of titles, but uh, to bet on a repeat, I think is a little bit foolhardy, especially if you own multiple shares. So I wanted, I wanted to divest a little bit. And Antonio Gibson, I think, is as a player that is an arrow straight up uh, among third-round rookies since the year 2000, who scored 200 PPR in the first year. Third-round rookie running backs, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Steve Slayton, and David Johnson. Those are the only other guys that did it besides Antonio Gibson. That's a pretty solid list to be on among third-rounders. And we saw his explosive upside uh, three games over 20 PPR. And of course, he battled that uh, injury toward the latter half of the year where we could have been talking about him as potentially a mid RB1 at the end of the season. So he was really the crown jewel of this trade for me to get Amari, who has been just, you know, 
fire with Dak, 16 PPR game, and it starts with Dak since going to Dallas. And then, you know, of course, Pollard in that late second, I view those as, you know, picking up two seconds in this deal. So I, I really like it. There's a lot of ways I can win this deal. And really the only way I lose it is if Kamara repeats his 2020, which I don't think is going to happen. What do you guys think about it? Uh, well, Curtis, you know, I love that deal because you got Amari Cooper. So you won for sure. Uh, <laughs> but, but you're right. Mixing up that portfolio is always, uh, always a wise move. Even if you're moving off a, a guy like Alvin Kamara, I like the deal for you. The only negative for me is it did remind me, I think I talked about this last week too, Matt. I traded Antonio Gibson midseason for oh. Zeke Elliott. So yeah. that one did not work out. And I'm thinking it's not going to get much better uh, in 2021. So see, seeing- oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't last week. We kind of talk about in the same episode, you mentioned getting off Kamara and Gibson being like the perfect guy to do that. And this work, this trade worked out kind of as we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great example. You get the Curtis gets the wide receiver upgrade as well. Um, I think Woods is, you know, Woods is always underrated, but Amari's basically getting to that kind of same range where he's being uh, overlooked and undervalued really because of these uh, elite 2020 and, and, and 2021 wide receivers that are, are just going to really shake things up. So I love the trade Curtis. Let's get back to that Rotoviz rookie draft guide, though. Um, you know, I think Rotoviz has a reputation for doing things just a little bit differently than every other site. Obviously, you guys are uh, analytics based, data driven, and, and this draft guide uh, certainly follows that path. Tell us a little bit about just kind of what goes into the research, compiling the the guide, putting it all together on an annual basis. I'd, I'd love to. And and for, you know, listeners who might have tracked with Ryan and I back in our Dynasty Command Center days and, and that uh, partnership, this is that same guide. OK, it's just it's just got a different slant on it today, uh, have incorporated a little bit of the Rotoviz process into that. And, you know, we're using analytics as a guide um, to reduce the risk of big whiffs uh, early in rookie drafts and also to increase our chances at landing a jewel. Uh, later on in, in rookie drafts because uh, NFL evaluators who are putting together mock drafts and, and even the teams themselves, they're not necessarily drafting players for the purpose of scoring fantasy points. Is, pro- is production great? Sure. But there are other things that are important to NFL franchises and also NFL player evaluators uh, that don't matter as much for fantasy. And so all of our rookie guide analysis is from a fantasy football perspective and and that's where we veer and i think there's there's always every year this conversation around you know film versus uh analytics and it's not a versus they both have their uh they both have their merits and they're both important parts of the process but there are things that film watchers and film held heavy fantasy football evaluators will value that actually don't translate to fantasy value and and i think that's the important piece for me i want to balance in that feedback from the people who are really good at watching film and really good at uh, predicting draft capital as a result of that, you know, I care what they think. And if all of them are aligned, that really matters to me and it'll affect my rookie rankings. But I start my process with the numbers. And that's really important in a year where COVID made every college football program basically a different, they were all playing a different game uh, last year. You know, some of them played a full schedule, some of them played half a schedule, some of them didn't play at all. 
and we had more player opt-outs than any other season. So, so how can you level the playing field when you're looking at players like that? And one of the ways you can do uh, that is look at production. You can look at weighted production. You can look at production at um, different ages and, and how has that translated to NFL uh, success and, and, of course, more importantly, fantasy success. Uh, over the past. So that that's our approach to this guide. And we think we think it'll give you know people who read it a distinct advantage, especially in early dynasty startups, to have all this information, uh, especially in the year where the combine is going to be atypical too. Yeah, I love it. I love everything you said there. And everything you mentioned, it's in there as far as the um, the comps, all the data, everything is in there that you guys need. Uh, to dominate those early startups, like Curtis just said. Today, we're really going to focus on the quarterback position, and we'll get into that more right after this. But let's talk about Bet Online. Uh, good friends of the Locked On Network and certainly of Locked On Dynasty, of course. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, but NBA, college basketball, NHL, and so much more is really in full swing right now. Bet Online even covers awards and TV shows and reality TV and things like that, if that's up your alley. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and re- receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use our promo code locked on. All one word, locked on. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come along with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Curtis, I said we were going to be focusing on the quarterback position uh, this in, in this episode, and, and I think this is, is huge. I've said it already that I think this class of quarterbacks can really be what what last year was for the running back position, really reinvigorating the position from a dynasty standpoint. Of course, we we know already about uh, about Trevor Lawrence. After that, uh, the, the position is deep, I think, but uh, there's also some uncertainty there as far as how these guys will come off the board and uh, just you know how much landing spot will dictate their dynasty, things like that. In the guide, you guys had a great article from um, Dave Cabin, who wrote hit hunting metrics-based scouting for the 2021 quarterbacks. Talk to us a little bit about that article. Yeah, I would love to. And and I'm, I'm happy to have a chance to highlight Dave. Dave is an unsung hero of the fantasy community. He does so much great work. Uh, he's really involved in, in designing a lot of the tools that you use on our site. A lot of the uh, illustrations you'll see from um, our combine tools, uh, which will basically be pro day tools this year designed by Dave. Um, but he's also a sharp writer as well. And in this piece, uh, Dave did some research that dates back to 2007. Uh, there were 126 quarterbacks uh, between 2007 and t- uh, 2020. They were actually selected in the NFL draft. Okay. And only 27% 
of those 126 quarterbacks averaged 15 or more fantasy points per game in the NFL. So that that's a pretty low bar, right? And only a quarter of the quarterbacks drafted even reached that cutoff. So uh, he then did some research to say, okay, well, what were the things about the college profiles of those quarterbacks that correlated uh, with hitting that 15 uh, point per game number uh, in the NFL? And those correlated statistics were total yards per game, total touchdowns per game, and then max adjusted yards per passing attempts. Uh, Those are the three that really correlated with NFL success. So a couple of the things that he wanted to highlight with this year's class uh, in the career total yards per game, uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones are kind of on the borderline there. Uh, But we have another handful of passers that, um, you know, absolutely just crushed it in that area. Trevor Lawrence, of course, uh, headlining the class. And career total touchdown per game, Zach Wilson, 1.6 touchdowns per game during his career at BYU. He's the only guy among those six draftable draftable quarterbacks that we think of in the Superflex class that didn't hit the 1.7 touchdown per game cutoff. So, you know, five out of six hitting there. Then you go to the single season max adjusted yards per passing attempt. All six of the Superflex uh, you know, cohort that we're, we think will be drafted highly, all six of them hit the threshold of 10.2 max adjusted yards per attempt. So you see, you know, using these three highly correlated uh, sets of metrics, uh, and one of them, every prospect hits it, and the other one, six, uh, five out of six, and then in the third, four out of six. So what, what that really does is speaks to the quality of the quarterbacks that are typically thought of as as the uh, you know the studs in the class and and beyond Trevor Lawrence we're talking of course about uh, Justin Fields and Kyle Trask and uh, you know you get down into the Mac Joneses of the world but then you know interesting guys like Trey Lance uh, and uh, Zach Wilson as well uh, that can do some things athletically so that's really going to be a big impact in in Superflex this year in particular when you see that many guys potentially in the top two rounds. Wow, that's interesting stuff. Yeah, I mentioned how wide open it seems, at least to me. I know a lot of people uh, seemingly have locked in Justin Fields as as the quarterback, too, from a dynasty standpoint. Uh, but more and more mock drafts are showing Zach Wilson as the quarterback, too, in the NFL draft and, and potentially Fields even falling to to quarterback four. So for, for a dynasty, for a, a super flex rookie draft, I'm assuming you've got Trevor Lawrence one, and we'll we'll get into him more very soon. But what does your two through five or two through six rankings look like for you personally? Uh, two through okay, so Lawrence is one. You're correct. I, I do think it's. I just think it would be cute to put anybody else at one. Um, so I've got. I, got, I just want to hear somebody <laughs> say it. Of all well, the analysts out there, I just want someone to say it. Ah, I think this guy's a little overrated. I'm going to put. Him it's a great. It's a great way to <laughs> get Twitter will, engagement, Matt. Somebody it's, will. Yeah, it's a great way to to get your mentions <laughs> blown up. Um, uh, right. So Justin Fields is my number two. Uh, Trey Lance is my number three. Zach Wilson, my four. You know, I've seen the arguments for him at two. Um, but I think Trey Lance can do, um, will be more impactful, uh, from a, mobi- a mobility standpoint. Uh, I've got him kind of in a tier there, uh, together uh, for what it's worth. Draft, draft capital may end up deciding that, uh, in team landing spot. I really have him that close. And then, uh, Mac Jones, five and Kyle Trask, sixth. Is Trask in the conversation? I mean, is he a distant sixth? Like, 
it seems like the other ones have a chance to go in the first round and he's a distant memory for a lot of people. I don't think there's that much of a difference between him and Mac Jones. I know people are saying that Mac, you know, kind of has that pro quarterback, uh, it, it like the people who say he just looks like a quarterback, like that's the argument that I'm hearing. He has really good pocket presence, etc. I don't know that that necessarily translates to great fantasy production, so I don't really care about those notes. Um, to me, Jones and Trask are are kind of distant behind Lance and Wil- uh, Wilson because of what those two can do athletically. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that's how I would have it as well with the gap there from. From QB4 to, to QB5, which is also Jones for me, I really think Trey Lance is is kind of the wild card of this group. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who after uh, last year, you know, really pre-COVID, um, basically about a year ago, Daniel Jeremiah did call him the QB1 in this class ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, which raised a lot of eyebrows, obviously. I don't think he was just looking for clicks or or, or trying to get his mentions blown up. So, um, of course, things have changed for Lance. He played one game this year. Curtis, you talked about the difficulty of uh, really analyzing this class because of things like that. And not only did Lance only get the one game in, but he comes from the, uh, the, the small school, the lower uh, division, what what do you see as the ceiling for Trey Lance? I mean, I think he can be a fantasy QB one for sure. Um, the, he's harder to project, yeah. and and it's tough when you can't solve for competition level. But that barrier has been broken down a little bit. We've seen some some guys from similar programs uh, get you know drafted highly, and then you know go on and and have some success. Uh, Carson Wentz and Josh Allen being two examples. So uh, you know when we go back to Dave's data. Trey Lance, uh, among those 126 quarterbacks since 2007, uh, he was 94th percentile in his total TDs and 98th percentile in his max adjusted yards per attempt. Um, so, you know, it, over the last 14 years, he he compares very favorably uh, with a lot of those guys that went on to be, you know, hits in the NFL. Do you think he's the best runner in terms of touchdowns and yardage for fantasy of this group? I don't know. Um, Trevor Lawrence might be the best bet for touchdowns. Um, I think he could do, yeah, he yeah. could, you know, he, he might do like Andrew Luck, Dak Prescott stuff where he doesn't put up 800 yards, but he can rush for five or six touchdowns every year um, because of his size. Smart and about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe not taking the big hits. Um, Justin Fields, I think, you know, probably the, the best uh, like long gain runner. Uh, and certainly the highlights suggest that. And I've watched every Justin Fields snap when he gets in the open field, he can really, be pretty dangerous. Um, but I do think Lance of the group is probably the most willing runner and will probably have the most reliable okay. rushing uh, production. So, uh, but, but you know, I think all three of those guys, uh, and then I'll, I would also throw Zach Wilson in there a little bit as a guy who can move. Um, all four of them will have a little bit of that Konami code going for them. All right. Good stuff on the quarterbacks, Curtis, and a, a really a great article by Dave. So if you have not gotten your copy of the Rotoviz rookie draft guide yet get that turn straight to uh straight to this article on page seven and you will not regret it for sure uh we didn't talk much about trevor lawrence there uh, but we will focus on trevor lawrence as our rookie profile to end the show right after this break yeah let's talk lawrence here in a minute but first i want to tell you guys more about rockauto.com also a great uh, friend of the locked on network 
um, you know, you have computers to to access rockauto.com at home in your pocket, probably on your uh, iPad or however you're going to use it. Super, super convenient. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys repair and maintain your cars to save money, but a lot of you guys also do it because it's a hobby. It's something you want to keep fixing up. Well, rockauto.com is perfect for that. Um, they have, you know, chain stores out there have all these different price tiers for professional mechanics versus do-it-yourselfers like yourself. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're extremely and reliably low. Uh, rockauto.com also offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on what the market will bear. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Uh, the, the catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. So this is what you do. You go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Matt, we are going to continue our rookie profile series. We are uh, just about through the first round. We're looking at the top 10, 12, 15 prospects. And then, of course, uh, all week long, we'll continue to go uh, deeper and deeper with these rookie profiles. Uh, and it's fitting today, since we've had so much quarterback talk, that we are focused on Trevor Lawrence. Of course, the uh, junior quarterback from Clemson, 6'6", 220 pounds, uh, and and it, it almost feels kind of silly to even talk about Lawrence, right? I mean, we we know kind of what we're getting with him, that he he's viewed as one of the best quarterback prospects really of all time. You hear a lot of Andrew Luck talk with uh, with him. Of course, he entered the league as um, considered one of the best prospects of all time as well. And uh, his comps went back to, to John Elway and Peyton Manning, and now uh, we're just – kicking the can down the road a little bit with Trevor Lawrence. Um, pros are, are are pretty much everything. Size, athleticism, <laughs> arm strength. He can run the ball. Curtis talked about that a little bit earlier. There, there's not much this guy cannot do. What are your, your early thoughts on Trevor Lawrence, Matt? From what I've seen, he is truly amazing. I, I actually just wrote my top five quarterbacks and ranked them and did a little more homework on them. His numbers versus pressure when pressured aren't phenomenal. He just had a, or he's about to have a left shoulder surgery. They're like the only things in the negative column to me. And I guess the shoulder's not going to be an issue because he's getting it done at the right time. I mean, he's been on a massive stage for such a big, long time. He goes to the playoffs every year, which is remarkable. Makes those around him better. Extremely gifted. Shows really good poise and a command. I think he's a superstar. I mean, I, I, no different than what else thinks. Yeah. Curtis, um, you, you mentioned 
Lawrence, in, in your previous talk, anything else you want to throw out there? Yeah, sure. So let's hit let's hit those three highly correlated uh, metrics from Dave's piece, just on Lawrence specifically, and then I want to give you a little bit of output, some uh, player profile uh, similarities uh, from our pro- prospect box score scout. So in Dave's article, he notes that. Trevor Lawrence is 93rd percentile in total yards, 96th percentile in total TDs, and 92nd in max adjusted yards uh, per attempt, uh, 92nd percentile there. And then his average percentile over those three important metrics is 94th. So um, very, very high from a, a, a peer-to-peer metrics uh, comparison since 2007 for Lawrence. But then we can take some of that information and go into the Rotoviz Prospect Box Score Scout. And this is a tool that's pretty cool this time of year because you can go in and enter your own variables for the players uh, because we don't have some of this information yet. We don't know what their draft pick is going to be. Uh, we actually don't know their official height and weight, right? We don't have one that's on record that's you know officially being used. And we don't have all their athletic information. What we do have is all their college production. And then we can enter the variables that we think to be true for the players and then see who's most similar since the year 2000. So for Lawrence... I, I think we're pretty sure he's going to be the first overall draft pick. So I'm going to, you know, pull the tool up. I'm going to put in draft pick number one. We, you know, Ryan, you mentioned he's 6'6", 220 is, is the, the height and weight he's believed to be. So I've entered that information as well. And then we can see a top 10 player profile sim list that's going to be generated. And, and this is pretty powerful because we can see a range of outcomes for what his NFL career might look like. We're looking for things like, and and Lawrence, is there anyone who's just totally whiffed with a profile like his? And I'm happy to say the answer is no, uh, but there is still quite a broad spectrum here. So I'm going to read down through his top 10 list and and let's see what we find. So Jameis Winston is is actually his closest comp uh, from a a height, weight, draft pick, projection, and then college production uh, sim there. Then we have Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, We've already talked about uh, the third most similar player, Marcus Mariota, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold, Joe Burrow, and Daniel Jones. So none of these players have never have failed to become fantasy relevant. And I think, I think all of them at this point, except for Darnold posted at least one QB one season. Um, and I'm going to give Joe Burrow a, a free pass on that because I think he probably would have been a back end QB one if he had played the whole year this year. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing that stands out to me is, you know, while those guys have all, or at least for the most part, had levels of success, I mean, the the expectations for Lawrence uh, are just unworldly at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't, if he's not a uh, QB1 as a rookie, he'll be viewed as, as a major disappointment. You know, there's, there's a lot to live up to there. Talking about him at this point it does feel a little odd because not only do we pretty much know that he will be the the first pick to the Jaguars so we we know pretty much his draft capital we know his landing spot we know he will be the 101 in uh I, I would say 99% of Superflex rookie drafts and then when you move over to uh even the one quarterback rookie drafts I still think he's a first rounder uh, right now our our ADP at DLF has him as the 1.10 pick, uh, even in the one quarterback league. So it feels like we already know so much about Lauren and his profile that 
you know, we can figure out how to value him um, big picture from a dynasty standpoint. So this the the only other thing I wanted to ask you about Lawrence, and this is kind of the talk that's been out there. If you're in a super flex startup draft, how early are you considering Lawrence if you're drafting right now? I, I don't think I would probably, he would not be a target for me, actually. Um, I, I would be looking for more established guys, and then I would be looking for more of the value rookies uh, versus spending up on Lawrence. Because I do think he'll be driven up the boards because of the, the, the potentially unfair expectations for year one. Um, but when you look at the relative upside, in particular, of the other two guys that I like the most, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, um, being a little bit more willing runners overall than him fields being a, a more explosive runner and Lance, you know, just a more frequent runner. And then also the fact that both of those guys are pretty, pretty good passers too. Uh, th- they could land in, you know, a spot with really high end wide receiver talent um, or a team that's playing from behind a lot uh, where, you know, they get a lot of those uh, third down scrambles and garbage time, you know, fantasy isn't all about, you know, QB wins. And, you know, while, while Lawrence, you know, had great success in college in that area, um, I don't think he's a, a sure thing to be the best quarterback out of this group for fantasy purposes, uh, especially not early on. So I'd be, I'd be looking more to draft Fields or Lance a little bit later uh, versus a reach on Lawrence. I, I know I'm kind of punting the question, where would I feel comfortable taking him much later than I'd actually be able to get him? Probably not until yeah, the fourth or fifth round, something like that. Do you guys remember in the dynasty community how the hype of Lawrence stacked up against the hype of luck? So it was definitely different. Um, okay. One super flex leagues were, were not nearly as prevalent then. Um, so even though luck was, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, he comes into the league and he's compared to Manning or Elway or, or whoever you want to plug in as, as the all time, uh, quarterback prospect and he was he was a first rounder still in dynasty rookie drafts but he had also uh, he he did not come out as a junior when when he could have he went back to school and I think that kind of hurt the hype a little bit as well even though he still had you know he had a productive uh, senior season at Stanford yeah the the hype was definitely not the same as it is with okay yeah that makes sense good points Guys, that will do it for today's show. Uh, we want to thank Curtis Patrick for joining us. Um, and we'll we'll get in all the plugs tomorrow because Curtis will be back again to talk rookies, to talk about the uh, Rotoviz Rookie Draft Guide, uh, and we'll get into some of the other positions tomorrow. Uh, but please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL and I'm Ryan MC 23. We'll be back next time with more locked on dynasty.